Hi everyone, here's what's bothering me today. It feels like it was ages ago, but it's only been a week. But apparently, Israel broke the ceasefire two days after forming a new government. And it also came just hours after Israel authorized a far-right nationalist march in the occupied sections of East Jerusalem. So yeah, uh, totally, totally great, right? This is totally progress towards peace in the Middle East. I'm sure it's going to be totally fine. And it's totally not going to be a new case of meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Welcome to the Sunday Sum Up, everyone. And this week's version is definitely a little more international. So another thing that happened this past week was a big old NATO summit with all the NATO nations. Um, this is kind of interesting in that NATO continues to be a thing, despite its explicit purpose being serving as a counter-military alliance to the Soviet Union. And now that the Soviet Union has been gone for like, what, 30 plus years now, it's basically just become an arm of the neoliberal West to kind of do interventions wherever they see fit. Now they're trying to make it so it's more about international security. It's like, okay, this is mission creep. But anyway, so what's happened is that apparently at this NATO summit, they were all mad about China, specifically about China challenging the existing rules-based order, you know, the rules that NATO and the West have imposed on the world for decades now. Specifically this part, China's growing influence and international policies can present challenges that we need to address together as an alliance. We will engage China with a view to defending the security interests of the alliance. Again, hold up. I thought NATO's whole thing was, you know, hey, we got to protect each other in case the Soviets try anything in Europe because we don't want a nuclear war. That's why this exists. And now it's, yeah, don't mess with us or our interests. It's like, but, but Soviet Union gone. It gone. It go bye-bye. You don't need to do this anymore. And the document goes on just really going mask off for NATO and specifically American foreign policy. China's stated ambitions and assertive behavior present systemic challenges to the rules-based international order and to areas relevant to alliance security. We are concerned by those coercive policies which stand in contrast to the fundamental values enshrined in the Washington Treaty. China is rapidly expanding its nuclear arsenal with more warheads and a larger number of sophisticated delivery systems to establish a nuclear triad. And it just kind of goes on and on and on. It's, you know, more cooperation with Russia and, uh, you know, they're, they're not being fully transparent. There's a lack of information, blah, blah, blah. We're trying to maintain a constructive dialogue, but, you know, trying to present security threats. Meanwhile, again, you know, and again, not to really defend China because China's absolutely worth criticizing a whole bunch but again the american policy with other security partners who are not part of nato like japan and such their policy is about containment to try and confine china to this one little area of its world and you know doing their own military exercises and supporting taiwan which of course china does not like but that's a subject for another time but all this to say that it is really hilarious in a truly dark and terrifying way about how just entitled America and the Alliance feels to the world. And, you know, China suffered a century of embarrassment and shame at the hands of foreign, especially Western powers. So China wants to basically get revenge for that and 
move past that and show, look, see, we've reascended to our rightful place as a world power. And it's also funny that the West enabled this. It was the West that tried to get China to open up and to embrace uh, capitalism and open markets to an extent. We know China isn't really doing that, but the idea of opening up China to the world and sending all the manufacturing there because it was cheap and that was attractive to capitalists. Now we're mad that China has amassed power and influence and is using it. And this has been their stated goal and aim for two centuries now, at least like, hello. But yeah, this is basically just the West saying, we don't like that China is challenging our power, despite us deliberately enabling China to do so. You reap what you sow, people. And then again from this week on an international affair, I think it was either at the G7 summit or it might have also been at the NATO one. I can't remember. But Joe Biden had a very interesting thing to say. How would it be if the United States were viewed by the rest of the world as interfering with the elections directly of other countries? and everybody knew it. What would it be like if we engaged in activities that he is engaged in? It diminishes the standing of a country that is desperately trying to make sure it maintains its standing as a major world power. So, you know, it's kind of a well-established fact and kind of a dark joke in Latin America that every election has the chance of being overturned by the U.S. because how dare you do anything other than a capitalist system? For example, there have been 56 U.S. military interventions in Latin America since the Cold War and even before the Cold War. You have Guatemala in 1954, Cuba in 1961, Haiti in 2004, Puerto Rico in 1950, the Dominican Republic 1965, Grenada 1983 to 84, Venezuela in 2002, uh, Chile 1973, Panama 1989, Nicaragua 1981 to 1990, Honduras in 2009, El Salvador in 1981 and uh, all the way through to 1992. They've also occasionally interfered or thrown support behind regimes in like Uruguay, uh, Argentina, Bolivia, most famously recently, like this is not new. Internationally, you have the Philippines in 1950, Italy in 1948, Lebanon in 1950, Indonesia in 1955, Japan in 1958, Nepal in 1959, Laos in 1960, Brazil in 1962, the Dominican Republic in 1962, Guatemala in 1963, Bolivia in 1966, Chile in 1964, Portugal in 1974, Australia in 1974, Jamaica in 1976, Panama in 1984, Nicaragua also in 1984, Haiti again in 1987, Bulgaria in 1990, Russia in 1996, and the list goes on and on and on. You get the picture, right? It is so ridiculous for Joe Biden to sit there and say, imagine if, you know, we did these things. Bro, you do. You absolutely do. Like, America is not the good guy here. Which I guess is how we're gonna wrap this one up. It really comes across this past week that America and the nations that it supports and the actions that it supports put it firmly on the wrong side of the moral compass between feeling entitled to the world, and despite building up and empowering China, now being angry when China doesn't want to play by their rules and wants to be seen as an equal rival power, 
the entitlement of just thinking that, you know what, when Russia does it, it's bad. But when we do it, you know, no, it's totally fine. Or what do you mean we intervene? We haven't done that before. It is so intellectually dishonest and really shows just how far America needs to go still in terms to coming to a reckoning with itself and its history in terms of intervention, supporting terrible countries and policies and dictators. It is a mess. And yet, unfortunately, the media narrative in America is pretty much never talking about this and it's never going to because all nations have an interest in making sure that they are the heroes of the stories that they write for themselves. That's really what it boils down to. Any real measure of history of America, Canada, Germany, China, we all try to make it so that our cause of, you know, the birth of our nation or the good things we've done in the past, that always comes to the forefront. And all the horrors and the imperialism and the colonialism and the exploitation and the brutality is pushed firmly into the deep recesses of the closet, hopefully to never see the light of day. And the media does a great job of making sure that many of us in these nations don't question this, or the media has the audacity to bring on people to try and have a discourse or a discussion about, hmm, was terrible thing X really that terrible? We discuss. And it is so infuriating and so intellectually dishonest. And it leads to things like this, which unfortunately on a global scale are going to have repercussions. In fact, they already have. And the fact that we don't recognize that or talk about that is definitely what's bothering me today.